0: Co-worker of yours.
3: It didn't play the way we needed to, I thought, in two of the three phases, defensively first and special teams. And I thought offensively did some really good things, some plays still left out there. But overall, I saw our offense. I thought they had a productive night overall, moved the football, possessed the football, which we knew we had to do against Mahomes and and the offense. But overall, we didn't do enough defensively to impact the game more than we could have.
4: Bills head coach Sean McDermott. That is insane
5: commentary to (laughs) me. Insane. Like, of the units. Okay. Did the defense have a worse night than the offense? Maybe. They have excuses. They have a ton of injuries. The Bills had three drives after Kansas City scored their final points of the game. That's a fact. Kansas City scored their final points of the game with 14 minutes left on the clock. The Bills had three drives after that happened and scored zero. But they had a good night, a productive night. Come, I mean, come on. What is the standard for their offense?
4: Yeah, They went three and out, then with the fake punt, and then went three and out, and then went down and missed the field goal.
5: And, the, right, that that it, sounds like a coach who, is, who has set the standard for 24 points is good enough for, for me. Yeah. I am good with you scoring 24 points and controlling possession and only having eight, posses- and eight possessions in general.
4: Right. Listening in postgame, my thought was, does he think his offense had a good day? Yeah. That's what that sounded it like. It sure does. They had their worst yards per play in a half this year, which was the second worst. The other time their yards per play was this bad in the second half of a game this year. It was the other Chiefs game. So we're on two games where you look okay in the first half, and then the Chiefs adjustment in the second half beats yours, and they shut you down in the second half. And They, they did it twice this year. And what was their adjustment? Their adjustment was they stopped the run.
5: And, okay, now time for your pass game to step up. Should Nobody should be surprised that they couldn't. No. And the, only, the, the surprise is that Diggs let them down so much. Because he yes. did. 21 yards. They just had any ESPN. It was his fewest fewest receiving yards in a game all season. Which even, that surprised me, by the way. yeah, That's how bad a place we are with Diggs, where 21 yards, fewest in a game this year. And my immediate thought
4: was, he didn't have a game lower than that? <laughs> Felt like he might have had three that were lower than that. Josh Allen, twelve carries, seventy-two yards, passing at one eighty-six. I mean, I don't know. I'm just—I'm never going to get to a place where I think the offense had a really good day when you threw it for one eighty-six. But I'm sure they're happy they ran. Like, it well. is
5: Tyrod Taylor the quarterback again? Like, what? What do they? Right. You, you said this last hour. What do they want to be? Because if they—that coach sounds like last night—is what he wants to be, and that is nuts. That—that that, that is crazy talk. If they want to be what they were last night.
4: With Josh Allen as their quarterback. Right. 803 05, 50. Bills lose. Yet again, locker clean out today. Sal will be down there covering that. Maybe we'll get, you know, a little bit of a more reflective kind of postgame. McDermott in the post game to me sounded like a guy who's coaching next week. We'll grow from that, it. Yeah, we'll learn. He he still did. have still have confidence in this group. Okay. There's a very odd tone. It's very well. This is what happens. Uh, not a, not our day. It wasn't our day. Like year in, year in and year out, your window to win. I mean, your window doesn't close. They could be a great team next year. In fact, I might expect them to win the division again. And I mean, they've Josh Allen, but the number of times that Josh Allen saves their bacon and makes mm-hmm. them look like a more competent offense than they probably deserve to be. Mm-hmm. I- I'm gonna end up saying the same things about Joe Brady I did about Ken Dorsey, which is. You have that guy running your offense. It should be awesome. And if it's not amazing, then you are part of the problem. And their their downfield passing game for the better part of two months has been kind of absent. They look good against the Dolphins. They look good against the Eagles. Mm-hmm. And other than that, downfield passing, not so much. 803-0550 and one 888 550 Taking your calls on whatever you want to say regarding this loss. The, the challenge I had for myself on this was: What do I think about them that I didn't think already? Because the receiver point is one that is, to me, it is three years old. These are th- yeah. these are these are issues from th- two and three off seasons ago that have cropped up that they have let it all go, and they're still here. And I can't believe that they keep pouring assets into everything except having Allen get as much as he needs. And what and what happened? Sean McDermott once called
5: wide receiver their fastball. He said that. And Brandon Bean, in back-to-back off-seasons, invested money, at least, in that position. They didn't draft a guy, but they traded for Diggs. They paid John Brown. They paid Cole Beasley, They even on a one-year deal. They paid Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, they, they developed Davis, which is almost separate from that point. But... They they saw what it looked like when you had three good wide receivers. And, and two well, of which were Sanders and Brown, plus Davis, too. You had guys that were
4: good down the field. All those guys were were good down the field. Down the field, separators. But even beyond that, Joe, I think that offense knew what it was. They knew what they wanted to be. And they would lose a game and be the questions would come about balance and I mean, I'm not trying to romanticize Brian Dable's time here, but he would say like, whatever, who cares? But Brian Dable knew what he wanted. Right. To be. He knew what he wanted to be. Right. And since he left, the Bills have not known what they wanted to be. Ken Dorsey, after one year, talked about in year one how important it was to get yak yards, and they didn't do it. Then they draft a tight end, say they're going to twelve personnel. It lasted a month. Mm-hmm. A month. Dawson Knox gets hurt, and it's like, well, we're not doing twelve anymore. Okay. I mean, where's Dawson Knox in the future of this franchise and this team? Man, I can't. I, I don't know. Like, that is a big, big paycheck for a guy that one catch four yards. Where are, my well, ma- where are my matchup nightmares? Do I have matchup nightmares to the point where I can't pass the ball down the field? Where are my matchup nightmares? James Cook, matchup nightmare. Dalton Kincaid, matchup nightmare. Oh, we're going to put two tight ends in the field. Teams are not going to know how to defend us. Turns out they did. You changed it in a month. I, I, I really think that one of the things the Bills need here is to... This this is probably part of your point about having a defensive head coach and constantly rotating offensive coordinators. What do these guys running the offense want to be? And well, how right. much how much are they just being what McDermott wants them to be? Well, every couple of years you're revisiting that question because you're going to have a new offensive coordinator. Yeah. Knox
5: to me could also be a part of an overall point, a thought that I've had since last night, which is okay, you've lost to the Chiefs 3 of 4 years in a row. You've lost in the divisional round. I mean, you're hitting your head on the wall constantly. So, okay, something Something's got to change. And if it's not going to be the head coach, then what about big change? And this might be inevitable just because of the cap. What about big change on the roster? All right, this group hasn't got it done. You've had your chances. You've had five years to get past this Chiefs team. You can't do it. So, all right, time for a new group to come in. No more Hyde. No more Poyer. No more Tredavious White. No more Dawson Knox. No more Mitch Morse. All these guys out. New group. Because this group had its shot, and it didn't do it. And you had... Plenty of chances.
4: Well, they have to get younger a lot of spots. There's no doubt about that. And they that's have, a they, big reason they, why, too. And Dave Davis, too. They have draft capital and they do have the ability to move money around on the cap. I'm sure, you know, we'll get a better handle on that later on. Chris in Buffalo, next up to uh, lead this hour as we connect with our fans. Brought to you by Northtown Kia. Shop online at north ca- northtownkia.com, Western New York's number one Kia dealer. Hey, Chris.
6: Hey, guys. uh Great show. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, a couple things, real quick. I think you guys are spot on. Um, echo with. um, Butch had to say, too. Uh, You know, I think we're taking on the personality of our coach. I think McDee I think that's the biggest problem. I mean, if we get a receiver, all that, that's great. But it's not, it's going to be no good with, it's a mute point with McDee at the head coach. We take the personality of him and we look timid. We look scared out there. I mean, the open and drive, perfect example. Great script by Brady. Great script. But then he comes to that second down with that horizontal pass to Cook. I mean, what was that? I was yelling at the TV saying, new rule. I do not want Murray to catch the ball in the red zone ever again. I want all my pass catchers. And you, like you said, Joe, why is it so hard for guys to get open? I'm watching LeFleur. Guys are schemed open all day. Every day, guys are wide open. Josh has to make the most perfect pass, and it's just not fair to him. I, you know, I like Brady, but I want someone new and established. I don't want to try another flyer on an uh, you know, up-and-coming guy. I wasn't impressed. I know he, he had his adopt. Um, Dorsey's offense, so you can't change the offense in the middle of the season, so his hands were kind of tied in that point, but it's still not enough long field stuff. 17 passes horizontal, what is that? I mean, come on, and then on defense, how how is Kelsey wide open? How uh, Of all people, you, Kelsey should not be open. There should be a spy on Kelsey, Pacheco, and Mahomes. And I mean, mcdee he's got to go. I'm sorry. He's got to go. We're never getting anywhere with him. He plays scared. Did you see uh, D'Amico Ryan's um, some of the stuff with his players, how loose he is and how comfortable the guys, the, the rookies on our team are scared, are scared to play because they're scared to make a mistake. Shakir doesn't get in until what week 12. I mean, come on, man. It, it, this stuff has to be recognized. they raised the standards. Let's go.
5: I'll say on that Kelsey touchdown, Chris, that one thing, like how is he wide open where my vantage point was, I was in the corner of that end zone. So I was staring down that play and, AJ Klein is in it, Mike Linebacker, obviously, for the first time he's starting all year at that position. And pre snap, him and Dodson are like scrambling to like get people in the right spot. Like they're not, when that snap goes, the the Bills are not lined up the, the way they want to be, or at least the way Klein and Dodson want them to be lined up. So that, I think that's part of the reason why Kelsey breaks free. And you know what? That is one where you'll never hear that levied against Klein because he's a veteran. If Dorian Williams is on the field in that spot, are, are, isn't everyone saying, well, Kelsey was open on that play because it was a rookie mistake and you decided to put a rookie yep. in there? Like, yep. you got the rookie mistake from the 15-year veteran. Maybe it's not a mistake. Maybe it's just... Being it, outmatched. It was, Yeah, right. But, hey, like, they decided to play Klein last night. He got abused athletically all night in the run game and in the pass game. And they didn't have to have him out there. You might have gotten more mistakes from Dorian Williams. But Dorian Williams... There was a third down and ten where Mahomes was scrambling out to the right, and wasn't everybody holding their breath that he was going to find a way to get a first down? Why didn't he? Because the Bills' most athletic linebacker was on the field and had him. You could have had him on the field all night.
4: But they made that choice, but you were probably trying to keep the game close, right? You don't want to make big mistakes, right? You're worried about your defense, right? That's why you ran it as much as you did. That's why they played. I mean, a concern. Uh, to me, it, it, yes, they were conservative, very conservative in this game, offensively especially. I mean, I mean, I'm just thinking about all the things that kind of go into this and and add up. As you lay out, you know, a Dorian Williams' case, I'm thinking about whether it's Leonard Floyd. Where was he? I where was some... the most penalized left tackle player in the league, Jawan yeah. Taylor? Where's one false start, holding anything, nothing. They let him play. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot was made about what the what Sean Hockey was going to do. That's a game where they just didn't throw flags, really. Not that many, except that one that came out like an hour after the play happened. That was tough.
5: Yeah, Micah Hyde. I don't think I've ever
4: seen Micah Hyde that hot. The Bills got a like, three and out. Ready. He was he was th- man. He was pissed. Right. They got a three and out. Got flagged, and then got a three and out again, and got the ball back. Right. Your defense did everything they could to keep you in that game.
5: And you know, okay, again, that, that's the point. At the end, the Chiefs. Scored their final points with 14 and a half minutes left. And the Bills had three drives. That That's why I don't want to just bury the defense this morning. They did not play well. But the Bills had their shot offensively at the end. They The defense did enough. I mean, we've seen this story, right? Middle of the year. Even when, like the Bengal game. When the defense was picked apart and you knew it wasn't at its best form. You knew it wasn't playing well. But there they are. Some... Poyer at the end of the New England game, right? That's the worst game of the season. Yeah. But Poyer makes a pick. Just we're, Offense, we're still going to find a way to give you a shot. And that's what happened last night. The defense had a bad night, and they still, with a strip at the goal line and a three and out against Mahomes, they still found a way. Here you go, offense. We're still going to give it's, you your
4: chance. It's just hard not to feel like, we talked about this maybe two months ago, that there are haves and have-nots in the coaching world on making calls, Right. Who knows about Todd Monken, but it's it's Bobby Johnson, Kyle Shanahan, Andy Reid right now. Three of the final four. Elite offensive play callers. And Monken, we'll see. He's had a good first season with Baltimore. But it's always tough to square. Wait a minute. So I have the second best quarterback in football. Maybe the first best. Maybe the third best. Whatever. I've got a top guy. Meanwhile, Jared Goff, who has incredible limitations, is going to be able to whip the ball all over the place against any defense because the scheme is so good. Kyle Shanahan. I mean, they didn't even look that good. Brock Purdy did not look good in their opening game. No. But here's Purdy putting up crazy numbers because the scheme is so good and the weapons are so good. And yet I have a guy I know is 10 times better than that guy, and I've got to settle for games with 186 and be like, well, they took away what we did best. What? How? C.J. Stroud can lead the league in passing as a rookie with Bobby Slowick, Nico Collins, and Tank Dell. These guys are like, hey, let's throw together some talent and see if this uh, this play caller can get it done. Oh, by the way, with Devin Singletary as well. I don't know why, if I, if I owned this team, it would be every dollar I could possibly get to make sure that I get the most elite offensive play caller for my unicorn quarterback. And instead, what I get from this team is 16 throws behind the line of scrimmage, and we're going to run him 12 times. I don't have any other ideas. I'm the offensive coordinator. I'm passing it behind the line, calling 39. It's actually not 39 rush attempts because Allen would have scrambled on a bunch of them, but I'm calling 10 running plays on second and four or less. Boy, is there any down in distance that I feel like I've got a really good play here? I could call something. Maybe I could run some play action and get something 21 yards down the field in the passing game. They didn't get a 20-yard pass play in the entire game. What is second and one for? Is Joe Brady too young to have ever played Madden? Not that Madden runs everything, but every person that's ever done any sort of anything on second and one's like, you know what, here's a good chance to take a shot. What do the Bills do? We will take the first down. If you're the Chiefs, you kind of want to give them the first down. All right, second and one, they pretty much already earned this new set of downs. Fine, let's start again. Second and one, they're just running the ball. I don't get it. <sighs>
5: Weird too is this is not what Brady was in Carolina. It's it's a year and a half with the Panthers, but he got let go, and the story was because he wasn't running enough. But here he is here running out on second and one all the time, and they dropped by five percentage points by the from when he showed up. I mean, less than New England, they were throwing the ball.
4: Eight oh three oh five fifty. Tim in Maryland up next.
7: Hey guys. Good morning. Um, man, morning. I was calming down, but this segment's on a heater. I love it. Thanks, man. Um, I'm, I'm like, I'm tempted to just say I'll hang up and listen at this point. I don't know if I can make a point that I can't agree more with you guys. And I, I really appreciate the group therapy you're offering to us. Um, I had a point. I might get to it. We'll see. But I, one of the things you asked when I first got on hold was what, what's the name of this game? And I'm just going to call it the McBean legacy game. I mean, this is trust the process, the fake punt, the bounce attack, establish the running, the death kick, the lack of wide receivers. It's, and then he's talking, like you said, he's talking like it's the middle of the season. It's like, this guy has no fear. He's not going to be fired. And, and, you know, he seems like a great guy. I wouldn't wish that on anybody, but this is tough. And Um, you know, and as far as, you know, as far as that kick goes, you know, I don't, I'm 46 years old. Right. So I grew up and it it, it obviously brought back trauma being a younger kid watching that kick. But my son's a kicker. And we made the trip to that Steelers game from last week. And we watched bass and he's in his head. Does he need to make that kick? Yeah. Did it really matter? Absolutely not. I was watching that going, who cares? They should be going for it. They shouldn't be passing there. And, um, and you know, maybe maybe my head's going to this, going to hockey since the season's cooked, and that's a scary thought given where the Sabers are. But this team really reminds me of when we had Hasek, and we did we we had this amazing goal, and that's the only way we ever had a chance. And I feel like the only we're winning with Allen in spite of McDermott, just like kind of reminds me of McCarthy. It's it's mm. tough, but if you guys will excuse me, I'm gonna go take a bath here. Come on, <laughs> take me away.
4: <laughs> All right. Thanks, Tim.
5: Hashik was at the game yesterday, by the yes, way. Yes, he was. Um, I kind of, kind of like that as a comparison. I didn't live through that, so I don't know exactly what that was like. But that sounds right to me. It sounds like you're, you are living and dying, or you're just, you're all, everything is going. You're, you're at this point just because of the, the talent level of the quarterback. I mean, what are their most successful plays yesterday, offensively? It's trick shots. It's, it's his amazing pass to Shakir, but it's. Allen on third and thirteen or third and seventeen on the first drive of the game, and he runs forward. And he laterals the ball to the left to Ty Johnson, who's standing over there for sixteen yards. Or it's one of the Latavius Murray targets. He's running forward and he gets everybody, and he just kind of flips it to the left. He's like a bat, he's like a point guard in basketball. He's Steph Curry out there. He's not even playing quarterback. He's playing he's playing schoolyard backyard whatever. It it's it's not an offense. It's not a real offense. It's Allen just doing
4: everything he has to because there's no structure to it that works. Chris Brown, when we get back, more of your phone calls as well. Buffalo Bills football Monday continues. Wait till you see what they're about to talk up and get up. I'm excited for it. Oh, there's the headline right there. Okay. I'm excited for that conversation, whatever it is. Um, What was I going to say to you? Ah.
5: Maybe. Is it about our bet? How you're in pretty good shape.
4: No, Baltimore in uh, San no. Francisco. It's gonna come back to me. I needed Green Bay. It's gonna come back to me. Are we gonna name oh. the game after a Taylor Swift song? No. I'm so mad at myself for forgetting what I was going to say. It was such a good thing. It was like the best point Your
0: fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs Anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours.
1: How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's
5: internet built for tomorrow, today.
4: the whole day i forgot it of course all right chris brown when we return here on wgr on buffalo bills football monday
3: fakes the handoff throws it to shakir he's wide open running down the left sideline first down and more and out of bounds at the 40 old reliable khalil shakir with a huge play to extend the drive Handoff goes to Ty Johnson, through a hole, to the 15, 10, almost to the end zone, but tackled from behind on a touchdown-saving tackle by Jalen Watson. Going to roll out to his left, nowhere to go, fires to the end zone, and it's caught! Caught in the end zone for a touchdown! An unbelievable flick of the wrist from Josh Allen to who else? Glue hands, Khalil Shakir! He doesn't drop anything!
4: Highlights of the game brought to you by Northland Workforce Training Center. We have the training. All we need is you. We go to the Wester Hotline. Chris Brown had the call of the game. He joins us. Morning, Chris. Good morning, guys. You know, there's a lot to get to. I actually wanted to get to the blur that was the end of the game because for most of the game, it looked like a somewhat typical Mahomes v. Allen back and forth, albeit maybe a little lower scoring or, or low event, not a lot of possessions. The Bills are driving, and they go first down run, incomplete, incomplete, kick, miss, game. And, man, what a, what a swift end to a game that didn't feel like it was about to end in that moment.
9: Yeah, kind of a kick in the gut uh, for sure. Eric and I on the broadcast had been talking through the latter stages of the third quarter into the fourth quarter about how they were going to have to change some things up on first down because it was very clear that the chiefs had kind of gotten a bead on the bills, running the ball on first down and they were loading up to stop that sometimes even run blitzing on first down to neutralize that and put them in long down and distance. And the bills had been able to overcome a few of those situations, even on that drive to keep that drive alive. You know, Josh with some big third down conversions, um, and I understand why that was the approach, and we can get into that in a second. But, yeah, it, it ended swiftly. Um, you know, Josh sees Shakir in the end zone a little too late um, and, you know, can't get back on platform and has to wing that thing flat-footed, and it just just doesn't get there. Um, you know, and then Bass after the game said, you know, I've got to make that kick. I've got to know that down at that end, the wind blows left to right. And he didn't compensate enough. And I'll just say right from the jump, the thing was going right. And it never came back. So, yeah, once you saw that, um, you knew it was kind of a game, set, match at that point.
4: Chris, when it comes to the overall game, they wanted to keep Patrick Mahomes off the field. They did that. Time of possession, they did that very well if they were setting out to do that. They didn't turn the ball over. From a from an offensive standpoint, you know, you mentioned the the running the ball and how the Chiefs ultimately caught up on that. How would you assess their offensive performance and what was missing?
9: Uh, execution was missing uh, on just about every deep shot they took. Dropped passes. Surefield with two, Digs with one, um, you know, and then the misfire to Shakir at the very end. So execution is probably at the top of the list. I think. Any smart football fan would understand why the game plan was the game plan. They were convinced with the shorthanded nature of their defense that they were not going to be able to stop the Chiefs' offense, and that proved to be correct. Chiefs punted once the whole game. Um, so the idea was time of possession, and the Bills had been a good time of possession team since the last time they played the Chiefs. They were second in the league with 33 and a half minutes time of possession on average And they were trending in that direction as well in this game. Um, It's just that when the Chiefs made their adjustment, Buffalo had to try to turn to something else. And that's why they tried a few deep shots to get some chunk plays, and they simply could not execute on those. And it's no fault of the quarterback. You just had guys dropping balls. And it it was a cruel twist of irony because, you know, the Chiefs were one of the league leaders in drops. And their receivers were outstanding last night, and the Bills just did not match that uh, level of execution, and it cost them.
5: While, while we're on the offense and the drops, Chris, for for Diggs, I mean, there's two ways to look at it. One maybe is probably more meaningful than the other. It's another game where the Bills are eliminated, where Diggs doesn't have much production. But more than that, the the second half of the season, I mean – Leading into yesterday, the drop is obviously, you know, critical here. But it, anything more dumbfounding for you on a, a day where the season ends uh, than their number one receiver who's been as trustworthy as anybody? It, it just, it it kind of vanished in the second half of the season. And that, you know, helped cost them yesterday.
9: Yeah, and it's not the first time we've seen that, right? The tail off in production. Um, I think if they could figure out why that that was happening. They would find ways to rectify it, and that really didn't materialize either. I mean, everybody can speculate. I think only the people, you know, in the coaching offices and the locker room really know what's going on there. Um, I think we'd all be guessing, so that's not something I want to do, but that's something that, you know, has to be rectified going forward, whether it's, you know, Diggs is your number one or augmenting your receiver roster where he takes on a number two role now in what will be soon his age 31 season. So, I mean, last night, Khalil Shakir was your number one receiver. I mean, it wasn't even a contest. I mean, he was looking – Josh was looking for him, and why not? Like I said on the highlight, the kid catches – exact. he catches everything. Josh Allen, I think six-week, 14 – had a 139.6 passer rating when throwing to Khalil Shakir. Um, and I still don't believe he had a drop uh, since probably the week before, two weeks before the Dallas game. So, yeah, I guess what I get why he's going to him. Um, why Diggs production tailed off like this again this season is something they're really going to have to put under the microscope and figure out a solution. And if they can't, they're going to have to augment the receiver roster in some other fashion,
4: Chris. This, uh, you know, we're doing post game, and there's a lot of off season to get to. I- I've heard the term "retooling" used, not quite "rebuild." Their cap situation's not great, but you know, this this is a bit of a, I don't know, I don't want to say like a turning of a page, but there there will be turnover. W- what kind of approach do you think Brandon Bean takes to this year? Is it we are still close, smart? calculating moves can keep us right at the top or I don't know if there's some sort of medicine you got to take at this point it, it just seems like that this year might be the end of a little mini window and the start of hopefully another one
9: yeah I, I could see that because you've got some players who were foundational pieces of this McDermott era who just very well might age out and call it a career you know I'm thinking I don't know this but you know I'm thinking of people like Micah Hyde. You know, he's got, a, he's got a young family now. He's got a history of neck injuries. Um, I think we can all agree that, you know, he and, and Poyer aren't the players they were when they walked in the door in 2017. And they're much closer to the end of their careers than the prime. Although I will say Jordan Poyer was an absolute animal last night on the field. He was the best player on the defense and it wasn't even close. Um, so, you know, I, I could see some players aging out you know, Mitch Morris has a long history of concussions, and he's been able to string another three seasons together here after, you know, those problems really surfaced and became an issue. And he's got a young family, too. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if there are some players that just simply age out. There's a lot of other players on one-year contracts. And, you know, quite frankly, you know, you've got a defensive tackle position where the only guy under contract is Ed Oliver. That's a position that's going to see an enormous amount of change. Um, Leonard Floyd's production kind of fell off a cliff at the end of the season. I think that kind of factors into your decision there, and that's not a cheap position. A.J. Epinesa is a young player entering his prime. He's a free agent. So there there are a multitude of decisions that have to be made here, but I would not be surprised if there is a little more turnover with a little larger name value uh, than Bill's fans are accustomed to seeing in terms of changes on the roster.
5: Chris, the, the Chiefs moving the ball so easily for most of the game yesterday. What what do you think it was that 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 really ended up being the Bill's biggest downfall? We had talked so much about Bernard in the linebacker core. Did, did that end up being the big problem, you think, yesterday?
9: Yeah, it was twofold. Um, first, you have a lack of coverage ability. At the second level, you know, Tyrell Dodson has made some great strides this season and has improved tremendously from where he was at the start of the season. But he's not an ideal cover linebacker. A.J. Klein was on his couch two weeks ago. I mean, now you're going to ask him to start in a, in a playoff game and play against Patrick Mahomes and run your defense. Now, I'm not saying he's not capable of running a defense. He knows this defensive system. But it's clear there were a couple of blown coverages. The first touchdown to Kelsey comes to mind. um, And they just can't get to spots quickly enough to cover it all up. And I, I just think it was a tall order. I think they really missed Terrell Bernard running that defense. He's so instinctive. He's on top of everything. And he's a good coverage player. And they just really, really missed him from not only a playing ability standpoint, but from a leadership and calling that defense standpoint. you got a guy, new guy out there calling it in a huge game. It's just different. And it's no knock on A.J. Klein at all, but it's just not the same. And we saw evidence of that. The game plan was the game plan for the reason offensively, guys. I mean, they knew they, they were not going to be good enough on defense to really slow down the Chiefs, and they were going to feast at the second level which is what the Bills did to their last two opponents. They feasted on poor linebacker coverage play with the Steelers and with the Dolphins the last two games. They got it done to them.
4: Chris Brown on the Western Hotline. Chris, thanks very much. Great job all year. Last listening to you, chatting with you on these Mondays and Fridays. And, uh, you know, to the off season we go.
9: Yeah, pleasure to be with you guys. And I'm sure we'll catch up a little further down the line here in the off season.
4: Indeed, indeed. Thanks, Chris. Take care. Chris Brown, his appearance brought to you by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at Northwest.com. By Dunn Tire, official tire dealer of the Buffalo Bills. By Sullivan's Brewing Company, from Ireland to Buffalo, the best ales in the world. And by Lockport Outdoor Store, high-impact gear for hardworking men and women. The thing you teased on Get Up on ESPN they were going to talk about was the Bills pursuing Bill Belichick. Yeah. How do you like that? I mean, it would be stunning. Yep.
5: It might not uh, help with the uh, you know, the conservative nature of uh, some of the things they did yesterday. It doesn't help with the offensive-minded, defensive-minded. It certainly doesn't help with getting in some bright play caller in, in the door here, right? Because you're probably getting Josh McDaniels. That's just not happening. It's also not happening.
4: Right. McDermott will speak today as part of Locker Cleanout Day and... I mean I don't know if Brandon means a part of that as well if there'll be a question asked about McDermott he just signed an extension before this season so I don't know why there'd even be a conversation really so it'll likely be asked right it has to be asked it it, it yes it it has to be it
5: is it's becoming his legacy that he can't get past the Chiefs I mean, mean, Uh, how how likely is it for his tenure as Bill's head coach to come to an end? Whenever it does, it could be six years from now, and the thing he's remembered for was changed the culture, great team, but couldn't get past Kansas City. Like, it'll be in the first sentence of his legacy as Bill's head coach was you couldn't get past the Chiefs.
4: Yeah, I don't want to make it about the Chiefs. They lost to the Bengals last year, and next year in this spot, they could lose to the Bengals or the Ravens. I mean, if we want to fixate on one opponent, we can. That's just the opponent that's good. They could lose to somebody else, but it is seventy five percent of the time they've lost to that team. Sure, would they have beaten Baltimore? Would they have beaten the Bengals so. after thirteen seconds? Would they have beaten the Bengals? We don't know. Like, it, it doesn't bother me who they lose to. It bothers me that they lose and that they are hitting their heads on this part of the playoffs. And the thing, you know, what I'd like to hear, I'd like to hear maybe, I don't know, when they when they went to the AFC Championship game, it became about beating the Chiefs and winning a Super Bowl and. You know, they signed Vaughn after 13 seconds. That's going all in. And the tone of of the pressers yesterday was, like I said, he, he talked about being confident in this group, in this building, and we're going to grow from it. It sounded like he has a game next week, and your season just ended. It wouldn't be so bad for Bills fans to hear that, and I don't have any doubt that he burns and wants to win, but it wouldn't be so bad for them to say what has happened is unacceptable. Not good enough. That's all that matters. It wasn't good enough. Not it stinks to lose, but this isn't good enough for us. We expect to do better than this instead of just, I mean, it's a Dick Jerron level of anger that he had after the game. Josh Allen too, like, man, it stinks to lose. Okay. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, just you know, frustrated fan wanting to hear somebody else mad, get mad about it. Bean and McDermott are expected another day. Okay, thanks. Okay. John Scott, Spectrum Sports, just so, texted so that in. Players today. Players today, Bean and McDermott. Yeah, that's usually like a in the media room kind of thing.
7: We're All hearing right. from
4: Diggs today? <laughs> that's a great question. Should
7: fumble. The- oh,
5: we do, just so we don't have to. One- does uh, Not that, you know, there's much of this from last night, but just so that it doesn't even get mentioned anywhere. And we have to do remind you- people that they'd lose
4: $30 million if they traded them this offseason. <laughs> Do you want to be alerted to how many people think the offense had a good day? I don't don't think I
5: I do. I really don't think I do.
4: 3.6 yards per play in the second half. They did
5: enough. They had three possessions after the Chiefs' final points. I, I don't think, I can't, I can't listen to it. I can't listen to, I can't believe there's anybody. The standard's too low if you think that's a good, if that's a good
4: offensive day. Definitely. And McDermott. Sounded like he thought they had a good offensive day. Uh, it's football Monday. The offseason's here. The Bills are selecting 28th. Have a stat of the day for you on all the things the Bills did and still lost. They also have the, the, the record for the most wins in a five year stretch without a Super Bowl appearance. Cool. Good times. We're having a good time here. Everything's, everything's, everything's great. When the Sabres play, Joe? Hey, yo! Ah, Sabres after dark. Oh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, yeah, it's, if you hold, we'll get to you. We're, we're open the rest of the day, so you're up next.
3: Looking to the right, has Diggs who snares it. First down, yardage and more. What a catch by Diggs over the middle. He stopped a bullet in its tracks and then ran for another eight yards.
5: Soft zone, checking it down, it's just trying to take what the defense gives us. I score touchdowns, and I didn't think we played bad. I didn't think our, our team played
4: bad. We got to make one more play, and we didn't. Bills quarterback, Josh Allen. It is Buffalo Bills Football Monday. It's brought to you by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at northwest.com. That's your locker room audio brought to you by Reimer Home Services. Your HVAC plumbing and electric needs. Time to go around the league in a dash. Around the league. Brought to you by Dash's Market. Celebrating 100 years. Shop the family of finer foods. Chiefs at Ravens, 3 o'clock. Lions. Go Ravens. And Niners.
6: Go Lions.
5: Bowl possible would be
4: Ravens Niners would that be your favorite too or that just be the best that would be my favorite okay I think I want the Lions in it no I don't somebody made a good point somebody on Twitter said you know don't feel good for Lions fans take a moment well, here what do you mean why not here's why it's not like Cleveland where they hadn't ever won anything Detroit has won a million things but they've
5: never won football
4: who cares they've <laughs> won a million things they are not like us they have the Pistons have won, the Tigers have won, the Red Wings, the Red have, Wings, won a lot. Red Wings have won. Yeah. No, do not treat Detroit like they're us because they have one team out of four that's never won. But anything. everybody else has
5: won. Niners fans have the, have the Warriors. That's fine.
4: Just don't fool yourself into thinking Detroit is just like us. They're not. I don't know. They don't know what it's like to win in football, though. Well, which what, is, who uh, cares? Which is very different. Maybe Cleveland has do- never won anything. Did you see what happened, by
5: the way, in the in the
4: Lions in a uh, Bucks game? Which part of it? I Todd, saw the end. I saw very little because I was tailgating and right. uh, watching people slide down giant snowbanks and paying, you know, tribute to the pit. I guess Todd Bowles had an opportunity to call timeout. the The,
5: the Lions were kneeling it, and Bowles. It, someone correct me if I have this right, but wrong, but I think I have this right. Bowles had a timeout left in his pocket with thirty four seconds left, and the Lions were on the thirty, up eight. And Bulls could have called the timeout, which would have then been what? The Lions kick the field goal, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Or they, they probably make it, and it's 11. And it doesn't matter. But, what, you at least have, what, a 1% chance that you block it or something? Or he yep. misses, and then you can throw a Hail Mary? And he let the clock run out. What is that? He let the clock run out. Hmm. He said, oh, no, we're good. Game over. Season over. You could have at least forced them to make the kick. How far was it? 47-yard kick? It would have been from the 30. So, yeah, 47, 48-yard kick. That's just weird. Yeah. Imagine if McDermott had done that yesterday. Well, we'd be hot about that, wouldn't we? You would le- The game's not officially over yet. You just quit. You said, okay, game over. You're not even going to make them kick the field goal in case something happens. Very
4: strange in that game. Some stats for you. Optostats has this. This will, you know, whatever, make you feel however you feel. The Bills rushed and passed for 180-plus, had zero giveaways, took zero sacks, had fewer than 30 penalty yards, had 35 minutes' time of possession, had five 10-play drives. No other team in the Super Bowl era has done all that in the same game and lost. (laughs) Actually, no other team in the Super Bowl era has done all of those things, period. Not that that teams that do that win. No one else has ever done that. You know what's missing from that? Yeah. Points! (laughs) Who cares about rushing and passing for 180? Why would you ever care about that? Oh, not that many penalties. You can always get over penalties. Time of possession. Another false idol to warship. File that in your balance-doesn't-actually-matter folder. Zero giveaways. Another false idol to warship. 5-10 play drives. How about zero 20-yard plays to Kansas City's 8? Just... Just... Kneeling at the altar of balance, worshiping all these things about balance, 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 this and that. Oh, look, 180 rushing. That's because your quarterback ran for 72. And you committed to a run game that was detrimental to your own game plan. They went in afraid of the Chiefs scoring points against their beleaguered defense and thought the answer was to keep the game close. Okay. If Josh Allen, and you're still calling games, like you're hoping to win with 24 let's play this and try to win this game with 24 what an organizational failure if that's where you landed was to try to win with 24 woof all right hey on to the offseason wide receiver train choo-choo baby draft two draft five it's football monday nwgr
3: there's the snap allen's gonna go over the left side bowls his way forward and he's got it and then some josh allen lowering the shoulder and driving defenders off the line of scrimmage.